everybody, thank you so much for being here on this episode of Free Tuition. This is an episode we do not want to be here for. This is not going to be a fun conversation, but as always, it's me, Scott. Malone's here with me. Yeah, man. How, uh, how's it going? Uh, Scotty, man. Um, rough weekend, rough weekend. Uh, definitely got humbled this week. Definitely saw a lot of things I didn't like this week. Happy to have football back overall, but uh, from from a fan perspective, very very rough week, sir. How are you feeling? I'm I'm in the same boat. I mean, it's uh, it's it's tough coming off of week one with a loss, and I think you guys lost week one last year, uh, I, b- I believe as well. So I know Correct. like it's kind of been a you know, especially coming off of the national championship, you expect week one to be a W. But like you said, I mean, it was a it was a humbling weekend. Both of our teams, Clemson Tigers, LSU Tigers, suffered week one losses. Um, Clemson lost to uh, then number five, Georgia, who has now moved up into the AP poll ranking number two. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, LSU going on the road and losing to uh, UCLA. Now, it's not the worst team to lose to because you're on the road. Chip Kelly's been there, what, two or three years now? He's been there a little while. Yeah, I think this is year, I think this is year four. Year four. So he, he's got a full class of, of kids that he's been there with. And so I think, you know, they're, it, it's not the worst team to lose to. They're a formidable team. Absolutely. First and foremost, nothing but respect to UCLA. I think a lot of people forgot how good of a college coach Chip Kelly was when he was at Oregon. Granted, he went to the NFL, didn't quite work out, but you know he put out some really good teams in Oregon. And uh, now UCLA, he's you know making it go again. And uh, LSU saw that firsthand this past week. Second season in a row, losing the opening game is so unacceptable i can't even really put into words how unacceptable that is lsu is five and six in the last 11 games i I don't there's a lot of things that's going on for one the ceo style head coach it works it works but she's got to be a certain kind of guy you got to have a lot of things going a lot of consistency for that kind of thing to work this man, Ed Orgeron, put probably the biggest game of his LSU career so far. He put that in the hands of two first-time coordinators. Two first-time coordinators. And, I mean, it didn't, it didn't work. I mean, I saw a defense playing man coverage in third on, on third and 22. On third and 22, while we playing man coverage. Yeah. What are we doing? Last year in the first game, crossing routes all day, crossing routes, crossing routes, crossing routes, a little motion at the line of scrimmage, a little window dressing, crossing routes. That's all Mississippi State did last season. It's all UCLA did the other night, and they ran the ball really well. And their running backs are really good. Both those guys are probably going to go to the NFL. 
those guys are they're studs. They're studs. Absolute studs. Uh Charbonnet and Britain. So yeah, I mean, all in all, uh nothing but respect for UCLA. They they showed up and showed out. I, I just I, I can't wrap my head around how unprepared the team looked. And my God, the offensive line is so bad. They we had no run game. No run game. All UCLA had to do was tee off every down because Max Johnson is in his hands every time he got to throw it because we can't run half a yard. Um, offensive line got no push. It's a serious problem. And if it's like that against UCLA, you know, obviously the, the opponents are only going to get tougher. The lines are only going to get tougher. And yeah, yeah, it, it's not, it's not, it's not looking good, y'all. It's not looking good. I'm not sure if Orgeron makes it out of this, if I'm being real. I'm really, really not sure if he's going to make it out of this season, no matter how we slice it. He's going to have to win like nine or ten games. Two that's, years out? That's the only way. It's the only way, Scott. From everything I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and reading, it's, it's – in two seasons it's over bro it's it's not looking it's over good. it's not looking i'm i'm just telling you what he has to do to stay damn yeah it's not looking good it's not looking good for edo um he's gonna have to turn this whole ship around if if you know he wants things to go his way and and keep his job here at or at lsu that's just you know that's what i think but we'll see we'll see but it's not a good start nonetheless they got two games coming up you know, one against McNeese State, where he's actually going to be playing against his son, who's the quarterback. And then I think we play Central Michigan. And then from there, it's Mississippi State again, who they owe they owe them one. You know, so if they uh, they lose Mississippi State in a couple weeks, bro, I mean, he's probably not going to be able to, he's probably not getting on the bus. You know. Oh man, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. I'm serious. Damn. That's sure. crazy, but that's that's the state of the. Let me get off my 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 soapbox here, but that's that's what's going on. Is this like is this known news or are we breaking this? Like Scott, like, I got I got a story for you. So, people have there's, it's gonna come out eventually. There's a video that. Someone sent the LSU administration. I don't even know if I should even be saying this on here. Oh, man. Um, there's a... Well, all right. Um, hopefully, you know, you guys got, like you said, McNeese. You got Central Michigan. Hopefully you get that dub against Mississippi State because, yeah, from there, I mean, you know, Auburn at Kentucky, Florida at Ole Miss, at Bama. I mean, you know, yeah. It's not – like you said, it's not going to get easier. So you need to get that momentum these next three games so that way it can carry over. We're going to see. But a bad start. A bad start. Yeah. At least, man. Uh and I just hope that they don't, you know, lose the locker room that quickly. Because uh, they definitely, you know, I feel like they had some doubts in the direction of things last year. And, you know, you get out to a start just like 
you did the year prior and you know those thoughts start creeping back in your head we're still dealing with kids here you know so yeah oh uh, you never know man yeah yeah we'll I hey man, I completely understand. Especially the thing going back to what you said. I mean, the O line was terrible. Couldn't get anything going on the ground. And that's pretty much what I saw from Clemson this past weekend, watching that game. Um, total rushing yards in that game was two. Mm. Clemson rushed for two yards total the entire game. Lost to uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, ten to three. This was not an offensive game. There were no offensive touchdowns. Um, the only touchdown that was scored was a pick six by Georgia. Um, other than that, it was a couple field goals, one on each side. So defense was really the difference in the game. And going back and watching the game, I really honestly believe that Clemson had the better defense, in my opinion. And the reason I say that is because DJ was so – you could tell he was a little shaken. Like he wasn't himself. We've seen DJ play before. We saw him play at Notre Dame, you know, last year and throw for – was it like 400-something? Mm-hmm. Like some crazy number. Uh, and so, like, we know what he's capable of. I think first year, you know, full-time starter, going into that environment, first game of the season, you didn't get a tune-up game. You're just going straight into the thick of it with – you know, a top five team in the country, no matter how we look at it. And it came down to who had the better defense, in a sense. I think DJ had a a string of just bad plays, bad momentum, which ended up costing him the pick six. Although Dabo actually said that was not on DJ. That was actually Justin Ross, who whose fault that was. He, you know, he it was an option play for him. He chose to do the slant. And Dabble said, if you're going to choose to do that slant, you got to do it hard. He did kind of soft. And his man stepped up and picked it off. Um, so that, in all honesty, the pick wasn't even on DJ. But DJ had a bad game. Um, he was, you know, he got sacked seven times, um, which was really the reason why the, the rushing yards were not what they were supposed to be. But even with that, it, it's, it, it definitely wasn't a favorable game for the offense. The defense was great. I feel like the defense was better than Georgia's defense. Um, just from an all around perspective. Uh, again, the only difference is that they got a pick six and we didn't. Um, but I think the fact that we were able to, our offense was just so much worse than theirs was. And it sounds kind of weird. I'm over here saying like our defense was better, but their offense played better than ours did. And you would think that wouldn't really shake out that way. But I think our offense played so bad and our defense played so well to keep us in that game all the way to the very end, like keep it a one touchdown game the entire way, uh, because that should have easily been a two touchdown game. In my opinion, I think they should have scored at least two or three more. Um, so the fact that our defense was able to stop them from scoring, even after they had all that momentum, um, that was my biggest takeaway. The defense was great. Offense needs some work. Um, I think, you know, it's all about execution and no knock on Georgia's defense. That's still a top three defense in the country, in my opinion. I mean, they held Clemson at three points. So, you know, I can say all, all I want about Clemson's defense. I think we watched the, the two best defenses in the country on Saturday night. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I will say 
Georgia's defense definitely looks really good. Y'all's defense looks really good. You know, the, the, y'all are going to be up there. But, you know, typically in the beginning of the season, defenses are a little bit ahead of offenses. True. They need to start the year off. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how everybody settles in um, over the next couple of weeks. But it's definitely uh, uh, a good start on, on, on that side of the ball from both of those teams. You know, uh, <clears throat> they definitely – held their own and, and, and showed their quality to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. just got to get the offenses going. Yeah. And they'll get, they'll both get tune up games this upcoming week. Clemson's playing South Carolina state. Georgia is playing UAB, I believe. Yeah. UAB. So they'll get some tune up. They'll work out some kinks on both of the, both of the offensive uh, teams there. Um, one bright spot I did have was a, uh, a kid I talked about on season one, Joseph Ngata, I said he, this guy was going to be the next big receiver at Clemson. And he's been dealing with injuries ever since then. This was finally like his coming out game. He had six receptions, 110 yards. He was really the bright spot on the offense this uh, this past Saturday. The only one. Like he was the only one that was making plays of any kind. Yeah, no, hey, you know, you got to have a guy that you can get the rock to consistently on the outside. So you definitely be on, been on his train for, for a while. So uh, happy to see some success. Um, yeah. Let's see if he can keep it going. And good, yeah. to see, good to see Ross back too. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see him. He got a lot of targets. Him and DJ just didn't seem to be on sync. Um, you know, they just a lot of miscommunication, a lot of throws that, you know, I mean, I'm sure you saw some of the game, like DJ just could not throw to his receivers. And I, I don't know if it was that miscommunication or, or what was happening or if his arm was just off. He was obviously getting pressured a lot. So I don't – I mean, it could be a combination of everything. But um, hopefully they'll get back in sync uh, because if you got Justin Ross on one side of the field and Joseph Ngata on the other side, that's just – I mean, that's a defense's worst nightmare. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's – uh with DJ, we, we got to – you know, obviously we know the talent he has and – all that, but this is still – he's still a really, really young quarterback. You know, yeah. he, he doesn't have a lot of starts under his belt. You know, he's still learning. You know, it's it's going to be – you know, it's going to be a work in progress. Uh, but we know we, we know he's got it in him, you know. So, um, we know he's a difference maker. He just got to put it all together. So, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some other happenings going on around week one, some – you know, big games that we saw upsets or just some kind of close call in. The first big, the, the biggest one, this happened, um, I believe this was a Friday night game. Uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, number 10, losing to Virginia Tech. Uh, definitely something that if you listen to our last episode of Free Tuition, we did not expect this to happen. I believe we both called UNC running the table up into the ACC championship. And so seeing them lose to Virginia Tech, uh, in the fashion that they did, Sam Howell, another guy we've hyped up here for a long time, throwing three interceptions in that game, including the very last one on the you know the possible comeback drive. He threw it away at the last minute, and uh, and they ended up losing seventeen to ten. Yeah, no, I tell you, I was sitting there watching the game while I was getting a haircut, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, you know, Virginia Tech. Another one of those teams that a lot of people we just never really talk about, but just been really, really consistent every year, you know. Um, seems they always have a pretty solid defense. And they definitely showed that uh, on Friday. 
UNC really couldn't get anything going. Uh, the transfer from uh, Tennessee, um, Chandler, the running back, he, you know, he really couldn't get going. Sam couldn't get going. I mean, their, their defense tried their best just to kind of keep them in there. But, yeah, it was a rough showing. And and that was definitely a team with a lot of expectations uh, on this show and on outside um, other media outlets. Everybody was looking for UNC this year to kind of, you know, see if they can take that next step. But that's a tough one to lose, especially a conference game out the gate. So they're, they're behind the eight ball really in more ways than one. Yeah, and another team that ended up uh, losing this past week, not as quite of high expectations as a North Carolina, but still something we did not expect was uh, Washington losing to Montana, of all places. Um, you know, Washington was ranked number 20 going into this game, and, uh, you know, they've had a, a pretty consistent run of, of, you know, good seasons, including a playoff uh, berth back in 2015 now, I believe that was. Um, so they, you know, they've consistently been a good program and to lose their opening week to Montana in another, you know, you know, low scoring defensive game. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, surprised to see that one as well, but you know, Hey, this is, this is why we play the games. Right. Uh, so, uh, Washington hasn't really, you know, I think this is their first year without Doug Peterson. So, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to find their way as far as, uh, head coaches head coaches and, and, and leadership. So they're just trying to figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, they're going to have some growing pains. They're also starting a freshman quarterback, Dylan Morris, who he didn't, he threw 27 for 46, 226, no touchdowns, three picks. That's not going to win me any kind of games. Um, no. So they're lucky he was only 13 to seven with, uh, with, you know, a quarterback line like that. Um, some other, I, I mentioned that, um, you know, when we, when we did our pick'em challenge last week, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but one of the games that you and I called together was Indiana being Iowa. We believed Indiana was going to make that next jump again. Man. You know, something that yeah, something that a lot of people have kind of expected. You know, the media in the mass that Indiana was that team. Um, I even heard somebody say during the Ohio State game last Thursday that the team that had the best chance to stop Ohio State was Indiana. Um, and they got absolutely smacked in the mouth by uh, Iowa, thirty-four to six. Yeah, and uh, Indiana, they they definitely uh, they they fooled us a little bit. They they went to Iowa, which I guess hindsight twenty twenty, I guess is a, a tough place to play um, on the road, first game, and and they got smacked, man. Um, got hit in the mouth early, and doesn't like they ever recovered. So, you know, um, we'll see how it goes moving forward here. If they can kind of back up what we were saying, start scoring some points yeah. and, and beating some teams because, yeah, that was not what we expected at all. I mean, six points, uh, that is not what we've seen from Indiana over the last couple of seasons at all. So definitely surprised. Yeah, there's definitely some work that needs to be done there um, in that forefront. And then, you know, the last one or last two games here, two high profile teams that you wouldn't expect to struggle the way that they did. But uh, Oregon, the Oregon Ducks um, really struggled against Fresno State. Um, Fresno State had that down to the wire. It was like 24 all with just a few minutes left. Um, Oregon was able to score a, a late uh, fourth quarter touchdown and 
take the win 31 24 but another game that for a moment there you thought they could possibly lose they were down 24 to 21 in that fourth quarter yeah no it was it was a tight one and um i tell you uh, yeah they got the last the touchdown in the end to to make it happen but uh they lost their best player during the game um uh Kayvon Thibodeau the defensive end you know is projected like top three pick yeah uh, they lost him and you know it, it seemed like that just kind of threw everybody off you know um and and you know luckily they won the game but they got some things to clean up and depending on how long he's out they definitely need to game plan to figure out how they're gonna make up his production yeah and then the other one was Oklahoma against Tulane now, Oklahoma was, you know, they were ahead at one point by over three scores, and Tulane actually had an opportunity to come back. They got all the way to 40 uh, to 35, five-point game, and they got their onside kick. And, you know, we thought we may have been seeing some magic happening down in Norman. Yeah, no, no. I thought I was going to see something happen. Um, tell you what, Tulane looking like the best team in Louisiana right now um, after week one. but Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, those guys balled. They didn't give up. And uh, you know, they gave they made they made Oklahoma play to the end. And uh they definitely had a chance to win at the end, just didn't have enough to get it done. But I tell you what, I liked what I saw from uh the quarterback Michael Pratt for uh for Tulane. Uh he's got some juice. They might be able to do something um in the American. Absolutely. And this is one I did not put um on our call sheet this week, but I, I don't even know how I forgot this game. Um, Sunday night, number nine, Notre Dame at Florida State. What a game that was. I mean, I hate that Florida State ended up losing the game, but um, they showed a lot of life. You know, this is not the same Florida State team we've seen over the last five years or so. Right. Um, they actually showed a fighting chance. They almost beat Notre Dame. It went all the way to overtime. Um, but I think the most the, the best part about this is the story behind Mackenzie Milton. Yeah, no, definitely happy to see Mackenzie Milton back after that injury he suffered. Um, you know, got out there, made some plays, you know. Um, it's good to see him back. We'll see how it goes, um, you know, as the season as the season progresses as far as his job and his role. But, you know, it's good to see him out there nonetheless. I mean, you got to think, like, you got to think they're going to let him start week two, right? I would, I would think, I would think like, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I, Jordan Travis, I mean, three picks can, is a lot. Yeah. Three picks is a lot. It, it's, it's a lot. Nine for 19 is not good. Yeah. Um, I understand he had the couple of touchdowns, but you know, McKenzie Milton definitely, um, drove that team to bring, bring the score. They brought it all the way back. I don't remember how much they were down by, but they were down by I believe a couple of touchdowns at one yeah. point. Um, so I'll tell you that running back they got is is something else. Deshaun Corbin. Yeah, he's a beast. Sophomore running back. I do not want to face him. Um, Fifteen carries, one hundred and forty-four yards with a tutty. Um, almost a ten-yard average per carry. You know, yeah, he's definitely not somebody you want to face. And uh, but we'll get to see him a little later on this year. Yeah, no, um, he he's he he looks like a player. He looks like a Sunday player. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of moving along. So before we go into our Pick'em Challenge for this week, you know, of course, the new AP poll has been released, um, obviously with some 
changes throughout the uh, the entire poll here. Um, some teams going up uh, in the rankings, some dropping. Most notably, um, Georgia moves into number two, as they should. Oklahoma dropped a couple of spots with that close call against Tulane. Ohio State kind of stood right where they are. Um, Idly at number three. Alabama the same at number one. Um, Texas A&M was able to jump a spot. And then they put Clemson number six because when you look past that, you know, Cincinnati and down, you just don't feel like Clemson's going to be any worse than those teams right now. Right, right, right. Um, but Georgia number two, that's probably where I would put them. I think they showed me more than Ohio State did because Ohio State also – had a pretty big scare this past Thursday um, up until, you know, you know, going into that fourth quarter. Minnesota was, you know, right there with them. Yeah, for sure. They Ohio State definitely didn't play the cleanest game, and they they uh, they struggled to – well, I won't say struggle, but, yeah, they, uh, Minnesota, like you said, they were in it till about the fourth quarter. So um, yeah. I would definitely say Georgia impressed a little bit more, you know, between those two. So, But it looks like that will be kind of that – battle that toggle you know back and forth at least at the moment until uh you know you guys uh jump back up there yeah any of those top five teams control their own destiny uh, you know alabama georgia ohio state oklahoma texas and them you went out you're in clemson from here it's a little bit of a tougher ball game because if you went out i mean alabama could win out georgia could you know if those two play in the SEC championship and it's a close game, you're not going to take one of them out for Clemson. Right. You know, either way you shake it, you know, you're going to keep the other team in. Ohio State went out. Oklahoma went out. I mean, that's your top four right there. So Clemson has, you know, they got to win out and, uh, you know, hope for some luck somewhere else. Um, but kind of moving down, you know, Iowa made a big jump going from 18 to the top 10. They're number 10 now. Same with Penn State. Penn State a big win against Wisconsin on the yeah. road. Yeah, no, and um, definitely had little to no faith in Penn State getting that result. So shout out to them for doing it. That was that, that was impressive. Very impressive dub. Also, real quick as we make our way through this top 25, just, you know, I don't really want to talk about it, but we have, you know, we have to. Um, Alabama, man, I mean, they dismantled Miami. They did. They, they dismantled did. them. And uh, I, I sit here and I talk about, you know, the um, the first game, offense ahead of defense, whatever, all that jazz. Yeah. But like these guys are playing like it's week eight. In week one, I mean, it, the performance was, I mean, damn near flawless. Bryce Young looks pretty good. Looks like a player. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. They, they're going to they're gonna be a handful. Man, just another year. Another year. Another year. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, they're definitely deserving number one. There are actually four people who voted um, Georgia number one. Yeah. I wonder who those four people are. Need to get drug tested. <laughs> um, yeah, Alabama's clearly number one. Um, but Georgia's not far. I mean, again, beating a team like Clemson in a defensive game like that, I mean, we, we say it all the time, man, defense wins championships. Even in a, in a you know, evolutionary offensive, you know, world with spread offenses and everything, 
you you know you put a, a defense like Georgia against that Alabama offense, they're not going to put up forty four. They may they may still put up twenty something, but yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Um, uh, uh, if that ends up being the game that we get, it's the championship. It'll be interesting, but I mean, it's it's you know, someone's going to have to beat Bama for me to believe it. Yeah, yeah. I agree, and I think I, – I mean, wholeheartedly, I think that is definitely going to be uh, the game we get in Atlanta in December for the SEC championship. Um, big, big drops um, include Miami, of course, who we were just talking about, dropped number 22. Um, Wisconsin did drop from number 12 to number 18. You had UNC drop from number 10 all the way down to number 24. Um, but some big come up, some non ranks from last week, like UCLA. You know, they did make that jump and went to number 16. You know, they've uh, shown us two pretty, pretty good games so far. They've definitely got some other challenges coming up. Um, Arizona State on October 2nd will be a test for them. Um, Oregon, a little bit later down the road, on the road at Utah. Um, they'll have to play Southern Cal at some point. So. I'll tell we'll you, I'm locked they, in. I'm locked in on UCLA this year. I'm I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be keeping up. Yeah. Seeing what they seeing what they do and how they play. Because yeah, just watching them in the game this week, I mean, they Chip Chip Kelly, they got he's got them coached up, man. I I, I must say. So uh, I wanna see what they do. Yeah. Shout out to Coastal Carolina going up another five spots. They're number seventeen right now. Crazy. Yeah. They play Kansas this week. Okay. Okay. So uh, should be play, a dub. Play Les Miles is still there, right? Hell no. He's gone. Hell yeah, man. Dude, Les Miles is done. He's done. I forget what happened. I mean, all just bad stuff. I feel like we talked about it here. Yeah, bad stuff. He's not really a good guy. Y'all forgive me. I, you know, sometimes my memory when it comes to you know a football program like Kansas is a little. Uh, clouded, but yeah. No one blames uh, you. No one blames you. They're probably <laughs> surprised we've been talking about Kansas right now. Yeah, right. Um, Ole Miss unranked jumps into number twenty. Ole Miss with a big dub against Louisville because I think before the season started, I said Louisville had a shot to win that game, and Ole Miss not only won, but they won without their head coach. Yeah, no, Ole Miss is you know they're going to be good this year. They're going to be good. And, you know, you got Lane calling the plays, dialing stuff up, man. They're going to be all right. You know, it's just a matter of uh, them not losing games that they're not supposed to lose, yeah. right? That's going to be the definition of, of their season, really. So going into week two, this was by far the absolute worst week for our Pick'em Challenge that you and I have ever had. It was Bye. terrible. Um, did I show you the final results? I probably uh, don't yeah, need to. I saw them. I saw them. It saw was, them? It, it, I mean, you know. It was not good. It was terrible. So four of the five games we called last week, you and I called the same team to win. We lost all four of those. And the only, team, uh, only game that we split was Louisiana at Texas. Texas ended up winning, uh, which is who I called. So I'm currently sitting at a whopping one and four. And, of course, uh, my cohort here. Um, it's going to start off week two, um, 0 and 5, but that's all right because we got a whole new slate of games here this week uh, that we're going to, you know, we're going to call them out right now and we'll see how it goes. But uh, 
Week two is a little weird because, you know, a lot of times week one, like we saw, there's some bigger matchups, you know, to start the season. Week two is now we're really getting into, you know, some of these. Uh, everybody's getting their tune-up games. Um, but I was able to scramble up some relatively higher profile games that are somewhat pick em games, no crazy lines, nothing like that. Everything's like five points or less, uh, just about maybe a touchdown. The first game, Pitt at Tennessee. Pitt is a three-and-a-half-point favorite here. Man. Um, this is a tough one. This is a very, very tough call. I'm going Tennessee, man. I'm going to try to trust him here. Tennessee. Give me, give me, give me, give me Tennessee. Tennessee. Who's your starting quarterback this year? I have no idea. <laughs> it's it can't be JG unless he's no somehow no. still there. No way he's still there. Uh, let's see, Joe Milton the third. Oh, from uh, he went to he was at Michigan. Yep, spent his last three years at Michigan. Last year he um, was he the starter? Yeah, yeah, For a little bit. Um, so he transferred over to Tennessee. Um, he's the starting uh, quarterback over there. Um, not a bad first game. Uh, he ended up going um, 11 for 23, 140 yards, but he had a touchdown. So, you know, no no true mistakes as far as throwing the ball. Um, right. And I don't see anything else here as far as, uh, you know, he didn't fumble or anything so no turnovers so that's that's always a plus i don't know i think for this one pitt's not a bad football team i don't know if i trust tennessee it's hard to it is right like i mean mm. Kenny Pickett's still over there at Pitt, too. He's been how long, is, how long has Pickett been in playing football? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm going Pitt, man. I'm going Pitt. I got to go Pitt. Sticking with the ACC, man. Fair enough, man. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. He has been there for, let me see. I just saw how many years it was. It was something crazy. Um, this is his fifth year. Okay. So, fifth-year senior. Um, he had a nice little showing uh, first week, 27 for 37, 272, a couple touchdowns, and they won 51 to 7. I mean, it was it was UMass, but, you know. Go, go. Shout out them. So, I'm going to go Pitt. Fair enough. So, this next game, another ACC versus SEC match up here i like these because you know this is kind of us going uh going against each other too as far as the conference uh bragging rights you know but you know no but uh nc state the wolf pack at mississippi state um what you think uh tell you what um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. NC State here. NC State. 
Yeah, I'm going to NC State. I think I'm going to go NC State as well, just because Mississippi State struggled a lot this past week. Um, NC State did not. They had a pretty good showing. Um, their quarterback uh, has been there for, um, I think he was their starter last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Leary. Um, I think yeah, so. yeah, Devin Leary. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was a full-time starter, but he, he started some games, I remember. Um, so, uh, I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm going to go NC State. Uh, they usually are pretty, pretty reliable um, football team. Yeah, no, and they'll and they'll get you one that they're not supposed to get. Yep, always. Uh, next matchup, number twenty-one, Utah at BYU. I like uh, go ahead rivalry game. Go ahead and give me the home team. Go ahead and give me BYU. Ooh, it's a big one. Um, this one. I don't know. This is another one that Utah had a good showing week one. How did BYU fare? I don't think I saw their game. Uh, they beat Arizona. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, you I know. suppose. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go Utah. Utah. Okay. Yeah, I think. You know, they're just they're a little bit. You know, they're just a little bit better. I think Zach Wilson's not at BYU anymore. You know, it's true. That's gonna hurt him a little bit. I'm gonna go Utah. Uh, this next uh, next matchup, number fifteen, Texas at Arkansas. Little SEC preview for when they make the jump. Man. Um... Tough one for me. I'm I'm gonna go Arkansas though. Arkansas. Yep. Okay. I think they uh, Arkansas's got a good offensive line. They usually do every year. Uh, run team. Um, they have some good defensive line play. On the other end, uh, yeah, I, I expect a heavy dose, heavy dose of the running back, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Traylon Smith. Expect a lot of him. Um, he had 22 carries for 102 last week uh, against Rice. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with that. Now, granted, Sark does know the SEC, so he knows what he's getting into. He knows Arkansas, but I just don't know if he got the horses quite yet. So we'll see. I think for this one. I'm going to go Texas. And the biggest reason being, I mean, you know, Texas just came off a pretty good win against a really good team in Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Um, I know it was at home, and that was one of the reasons I picked them to win last week was that it was a home game. I know this one's on the road, so it's going to be a little bit different for them to go into somebody else's environment. Um, but I think coming off of that big win um, and the pieces that they have, uh, with, you know, Card and Robinson and you got uh, Winnington in the receiver position. I, I think they got all the pieces they need to score, um, and they'll score enough, I think, to beat Arkansas. Fair enough. Yeah, I definitely like B. John Robinson a lot. 
I'm just interested to see Card in, uh, you know, first first row game, first row start. It's going to be – it's a rivalry game too. Um, Texas-Arkansas. You know, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. The last matchup here of the week uh, is going to be the uh, – I believe this is called the um, – they have a name for this. It's the Cyhawk game, I believe, right? Something like that. Uh, I didn't know they had a little nickname for it. I think they got a little nickname for it. Um, okay. Or at least the uh, – there's a trophy for it. So the Cyhawk trophy is, you know, whoever wins this game, they get the Cyhawk trophy, which is basically just a, a combination of their names. You know, the Iowa um, – Iowa State has Cy, the Cardinal. And I and um, Iowa has Herky the Hawk, so the Cy Hawk Trophy. Um, so we got number ten, Iowa at number nine, Iowa State. Big big top ten matchup for uh, in-state bragging rights. Absolutely huge game. Um, Iowa definitely showed what they had last week. Uh, it's tough to pick against them this week, but I am going to go with Matt Campbell and Iowa State. Um, you know, I think they're going to get it done, man, and, uh, you know, that'll be that. But uh, it should be a good game. Uh, what you call it? The, the, what's it called? It's called the Cyhawk Trophy. The Cyhawk Trophy. Cyhawk Trophy's uh, going to Ames. Going to Ames. Um. I I don't think so. We're completely on the opposite board this week. So I'm going Iowa on this one. Iowa State struggled a little bit last week. Um, you know, and it was it was a home game for them against Northern Iowa, a team that they should not have been struggling against, in my opinion. They they went into that game ranked number seven, and then Iowa blew out a team that we really thought was gonna be formidable. Um so I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Iowa this one. Um I think they're gonna go in and, and Take that trophy back home. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I'm gonna run with uh, I'm gonna run with Iowa State not wanting to show too much on tape last week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, man. Keeping the plays. Uh, keeping the plays in the pocket. Keeping keeping it limited, man. Keeping it yeah. limited. But then they definitely struggled last week. But uh, but yeah, no, we'll see. That that should be uh, one of the fun matchups of the week. Oh, it's going to be a great game. I think it's the uh, – it's – what time does it start here? 4.30 p.m., so that's kind of a, you know, okay. later afternoon. It's on ABC, so it's, you know, it's getting – Who's game day this week? It's probably them, I would yeah, assume. it probably um, is. But let's find out. Uh, college game day will be – Ooh, it's Oregon, Ohio State is this week. Oh, it is. Oregon, Ohio State is this week. Nope. Uh, college football is returning to Ames. Okay, okay. So yeah, Iowa and Iowa State. I'm glad, man. That that should be the uh, the matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be a big week too. Um, you know this this college football Saturday is gonna fall on September 11th. So I think we brought it up a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of pageantry this week, probably a lot of tributes. So definitely keep that in mind as you're enjoying the football this week. Uh, you know the memory of all those people who. Uh, you know, lost their lives uh, 20 years ago coming up here. 
Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a day full of um, tributes and, and, and memories. And, you know, I started watching that. Uh, there's a new documentary on Netflix uh, about 9-11, kind of going back and watching through that again. Um, I'm probably going to watch. Uh, have you ever seen United 93? No. I think that's what it's called. Uh, absolutely phenomenal film. Um, it's a film about what happened on that fourth plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. Like in the, the field somewhere? Yeah, where the uh, yeah the passengers were the ones that kind of took back over the plane. Yeah. And it's it's an absolutely incredible film. I highly recommend it. Um, I think it's called United 93. There's two movies that are pretty similar. One's called Flight 93, but I think the, the one that I'm talking about is United 93. That's the okay. one that's like... Is really good. Yeah. 10 for 10. I have to give it a spin, man. Yeah. That one, obviously, World Trade Center is a good movie. Um, there is a 9-11 documentary film out there, too, uh, that's you know a couple of hours long. It's really interesting if you haven't seen it because it's literally footage from when it happened and like inside of the World Trade Center and everything because I think it's a it was a camera crew that was actually filming a documentary about the NY uh, fire department. Like they were just following them around and, and, you know, filming the documentary for something completely different. And it just so happened that nine 11 happened and they followed them into the world trade center as, you know, shit's hitting the fan. And you kind of see, you know, from a, from a, a uh, firsthand perspective of what was happening inside the buildings at that time. So couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Going back and watching this documentary now. And obviously they're interviewing people that were there. The guy who actually told uh, president Bush that, you know, we were under attack. He's in the film. So uh, that uh, documentary on Netflix, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's pretty good. I recommend. Yeah. No, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so there's going to be a ton of tribute uh, this week for the upcoming games, and and there should be um, 20 years. I mean, it's a day that I remember very vividly in my life. I'm sure you do too. It's one of those things you can pinpoint to exactly what you were doing, exactly where you were. Um, I know I can. So it's uh, fifth grade in the library. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, 20 years it's been, but. I'm excited to see what they have planned for it um, to honor those who did give their lives, uh, not only in the building, but those who, you know, tried to help those in need, all the, you know, men and women in the uh, NYPD and the fire department that uh, that went and tried to get everybody help and ended up risking their lives for, for that. So, everybody, we appreciate you coming in. Obviously, we didn't. Not the best note to leave on, but, you know, it's this is real-world stuff, things that are happening, and things that we're still talking about to this day, you know, what's going on in the Middle East, kind of still the aftermath of all this. So, But we appreciate you coming on, as always. Hopefully a better week of pick'em predictions for me and Malone, and um, obviously we still got a lot of season to go, a lot more to talk about. But, you know, as always, uh, hey, man, I appreciate you obviously doing this uh, with me. I'm glad we get to do this every week, and and – we're really starting to get into the uh, the thick of it here now. Yeah, no, nah, man. You know, um, it's our time to shine. So, uh, you know, it's an honor to come on here every week, man, and, and do this. So, y'all keep locking in with us. 
keep keep enjoying the show and uh we got some more coming but uh yeah next week we'll see how it goes man but uh hopefully a better for one for both of us yeah yeah oh man we need it uh y'all know what to do don't forget follow us on twitter at free tuition pod uh instagram at free tuition podcast we're on facebook free tuition and as always you know how to find us we're going to be linked there as well but until then next week we'll see y'all y'all take care peace